voice with you. Um, Susurando al oído, like whispering in your ear. Weird as fuck, bro. Wacky ass <laughs> motherfucker. Like he's like saying like from across the club or some shit. Like, what would you do if I told you my fantasies with you? Oh, I thought you were telling me what would you do if I no, whispered that in your ear. You. I was like, no, no, those are the words. Oh yeah, well, that's just like yeah. Hispanic music in general. Is yeah, it's funny. Sexual as fuck. Yeah, no, I, you already I, pressed it. I pressed it. So I get the side of it. Right, okay. Episode part. Well, episode part four. Two, part two. Episode four. Part two. Um, I have been watching and listening to podcasts a lot about World War Two. And um, I wanted to ask, would you sign up for World War Three? Yes. Now, that's a loaded question. No, I've uh, thought about it. Yes. Okay, so yes. interesting. And that is that the first sign up? Like as soon as they start, okay, World War Three started. Are you going out of your way to sign up? What's it's happening? Actually, I know I said yes really quickly. It's either yes straight away or <clears throat> no and go the full, like, find my own little island bunker down type shit, like, live on my own. It's either that or get well, talk, talk, talk me through your decisions, like, because it's so, different. Um, well, I think everyone who knows me knows that I'm super, like, into... um. Like not, not backing not like, your mate. Yeah, backing your mate, backing the, in this in this aspect, backing your country or backing what you believe in. Mm. So it's a lot of an yes for me there, because I know that if we have a World War Three, I'd probably die anyway from some nuke that just drops on my city. Yeah. So I may as well do die. I want to. I want to. With this question, I want to take nukes out of it and stuff. I want to be like like World War Two. It's kind of. So would I fight in World War Two? Yeah, exactly. Like something uh, like that, where it's nukes aren't a thing anymore. Okay, okay. Maybe they're still drones, well, that, but that significantly changed my answer because my whole answer was based on the fact that nukes would destroy me anyway. Yeah, no, I I should have, and it's interesting that yeah that makes sense. But without like the whole Earth is going to ball up in flame. Yeah. Um. No matter what, a conventional war of some sort. Um, but it is a global scale thing. It, if my mates did it, sure. Like if you came to me and were like, oh, I'm signing up," I'll, I would sign up. Like I thought you'd say that. Yeah. I would 100 percent sign up. But if my but mates you wouldn't were like, be the first one. I wouldn't be the first one, and I that sounds like cowardly as fuck. But I wouldn't be the first one. No, no, one. it's just enough. Yeah. I wouldn't be the first one. Like if if my mates were like, if you had no mates, if you were living in some country village and you didn't know anyone. Probably not, because my way of life doesn't depend on anyone. But my way of life here depends on other people, so I'd happily go to war to fight for them. Whereas if I live in but a country... But you're not fighting for them per se, you're fighting... You're you're happening to fight just so you can stay with them, it sounds. No, no, like, I mean, like, if I lived in a community, right? right. Take the friends out of it for a second. But you said if I lived on a little farm town, like, I'd be self-sufficient, like, kind of. Well, we still have the community of the farm. They're yeah, sure, but like, but like, that that it, that farm town would continue. Well, it probably wouldn't, but in my mind, it would continue to just go on, right? Right. There's no no battle was gonna rage there, so I just continue to live in my little farming village. If I was in a city like here, and people, first of all, like if my friends were doing it, yeah. Second of all, the war would probably come there anyway, exactly, so I may yeah. as well. So it's. And it makes a lot of sense. I'm, I I don't weigh these um, questions with judgment. Yeah, no, of ne- course. Positively or negatively. Um, so it's about how it will affect you and like the ones closest to you. Yeah. Your life, and that's a obviously a pretty normal response. And I'm I'm trying to get like 
the real I, it's, I can obviously say yeah I'll fight for my king country yeah. and shit and, you but know, there's opportunities right now to fight for other people and I'm and I'm not and you're not like, um, the is in China I'm not doing shit about that yeah. but, or even just like the Middle East yeah um, okay the next part of that question I mm-hmm. wanted to would you? I think my because it's not I don't know I, I don't have a straight answer for it um, <coughs> alright fair I, I think I'll ask these questions and then I, I'll, all right, all right, um, bit, bit, bit. so my next thing was looking at especially like hearing about it yes but especially there's that Netflix show I don't know if you've seen it World War 2 in colour I actually haven't seen that I've tried oh. to a couple of times but I've got to see it okay highly recommend um, obviously you have to be in the mood it's yeah it's a war documentary it's not the most gripping thing ever um, but but just the fact that it's in colour brings it to life in such a way that hasn't really oh I've never seen it exi- like be like that before because obviously we look at anything in black and white and not logically we think that's 70 years ago or yeah, yeah, yeah. 100 years ago whatever whatever but it does seem I guess in our mind it plays a trick that it's another world it's an ancient world almost it's the humans we see it's in less black human and white. though because exactly. they're, like, they're black and white they're on a screen they're like moving funny like that like it's not like a nice smooth exactly yeah for sure um, less humanism I think we see people a hundred years ago exactly as less close to people in a hundred years will see us because we're high definition yeah, yeah coloured but when they've colourised these movie like these films you do see their faces um pardon me and all the I guess it's just coloured um emotions more and stuff yeah and you get to very much put yourself in their shoes. Yeah, right. The thing that strikes me so vividly is that it's so it seems so pointless. You've got you you've got one guy, Hitler, with his grand plan, and that's not always the case in every war. Most wars don't have some guy putting out his agenda and waging war. World War 1 was very much just it was an inevitable every leader of every country kind of was swept up in the um, cogs of history. Yeah, I'll back this person, that person will back that person. Exactly. This person and will come in there. No one person other than a god-like figure could have come and fixed everything. Yeah, War yeah, was yeah. basically inevitable. The argument could be said that it was the case in World War Two as well, but it's very clear that Hitler had, okay, I want to take over the world or whatever, Mussolini, I want to make the Roman Empire, etc., etc. Anyway, this average soldier whether they be young or or whatever, yep. is going there for those reasons that you outline, for mates, for love of country, whatnot. Yep. But they're fighting a German or a Japanese who's doing a similar thing just yeah, yeah, yeah. for another country, and they don't subscribe to Hitler's agenda necessarily, probably not. Or that. So it's always the case that the little guy is the one who actually has to pay with his life but doesn't necessarily believe in the grander tale of the war and that's something that is just very hard to grapple with yeah no I think um, there's always an aspect of like when you when everyone talks about war and World War 1 and 2 specifically there's always a like a yeah it's interesting but like it didn't happen to me so it doesn't really matter and like it it's, Do they? 
Yeah, all the time. Everyone who I talk to is like, yeah, cool. Really? Like, it sucks, but it's like... I think World War Two especially is one of the most fascinating... Like, if I had to be... If I had to choose one historical phenomenon to be an expert in, and that shows me... That helps me understand humans and the world, I'm picking World War Two. Yeah, I haven't thought about Personally. it. Personally. Yeah, I... Yeah. It, it's, it's so intensely complex and human and... So, it, just the scale of it is Enormous, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So huge. Yeah. No, I, anyway, I don't think. I, yeah, no, I didn't mean like it's not interesting. I no, think no, just no, people yeah, just yeah. look at it as no, it's like a fair observation. an no, external thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like um, so, uh, even me to an extent. I've gotten into it because I love history. But yeah, all if all my friends and stuff. But I agree. Yeah, it's, it's more. Not... It's more. Yeah, it's interesting, but it's not like they're not gonna research it and stuff to yeah. the deepest extent because yeah, it's not holding real estate in your mind all the time people are more interested in the moment is what's going on now and stuff like that Definitely. um yeah. and they can like uh they can what's that word they can when you like um relate relating relating so they can relate yeah. to a lot more stuff that happens now i definitely agree i, I i'm not gonna i i might have sounded that like no no no, uh, no, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so i definitely um, fall in that category yeah so i think for me it's as you said, World War Two in colour definitely closes that kind of gap of like it mm. being something that just happened. Yeah. Rather than like another thing in a history book. Yeah. You're yeah. Exactly. Year 10 and yeah. So at the mo- for me at least, everyone who I talk to about it seems to have not everyone, but most people have it. Just it's just like a they had, there's no distinguishment between World War Two and World War One. Mm. There there definitely is, but people would just be like World War One happened and this is World War Two. That II makes happened. a lot of sense. Yeah. Whereas once World War Two happened in like in the Color documentary, I think a lot of people realise that, you know, there's a big difference between the two and there's a lot of um impacts that each one had. Um and yeah, I don't really know where I'm going with this, but like I think it's it's super important well, for well, us my, to really my initial question was how in your decision okay, am I signing up, do you grapple with the fact and I don't think because, I mean millions upon millions of people young men had the exact same decision to make and made the decision. Um, how do you grapple with the, the knowledge? It's not just a fact that you're not privy to. It's the knowledge that you're the small guy and the person you will be killing is equally the small guy. I think it's very easy to look at an SS soldier who's hyped up on crystal meth um, and look at that in the face and be, that's, that's evil, I'm happy killing it. But... Um, just a normal bloke who happens to be German, and that's touched on a lot. Like you see in like docu- more so in documentaries, but even like in like some movies and shit, you see like moments where like the main character or something will see the other the opposition or just a German soldier yeah. do something humane, and yeah. he'll realize that they are they aren't exactly. monsters; they're just humans fighting for a different cause. Exactly, and so weird. the reason. I mean, I think the study of it also, of of war... I pick World War Two mainly because it's just the biggest, it's the grandest, it's the grandest scale in every single measurement. Um, applying what you get out of that, as you say, we are... It's such... It's so easy to dehumanise people. And even in the modern political realm or social realm or whatever, just the more humanizing we can be 
the more peaceful and the more loving and all that stuff. But then it goes back to, I think, what we were saying last part. Is that even possible? I, I wanted to maybe bring this out into a bigger thing of conflict. I mean, I, I don't believe, at least in our current evolutionary, where we are in evolution, humans can live in the world with no conflict. I'm just asking... I wanted to explore the idea of if we are held back by our biology, which makes sense to me at least. Maybe we, maybe it's ideas that are holding us back. We haven't got the good idea, but we've had a lot of ideas. And I, I think it's clear to me that you can have an idea like communism, peaceful, happy world, utopia, but the biology of the human is still animalistic. It still needs to win. It still needs yeah. to you know, be on top. So the the body and the physicality hasn't caught up with the necess- like with what the ideas actually need humans to be. Yeah, right. Humans right. haven't evolved to be able to implement those ideas. Is what evolutionary things could we even? I don't do? think there will ever be no. Conflict. Yeah, I think because the world is so culturally, biologically diverse, like everyone's got a different set of genes, a different set of interests, mm-hmm. like everyone will not agree on the same thing. Sure. Right. And there's almost 8 billion of us. That's 8 billion. But everyone could probably agree that an end goal, not everyone, but majority can agree, not agree on how you get it, what it looks like, et cetera, et cetera, but kind of peaceful living. There are a few, there are a few exceptions, notable exceptions, but there are a few humans who like war just for the sake of it like conflict for the sake of it a lot a lot will be will spend all their time preparing for conflict because they think it protects their peace yeah right 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 but i don't know i can't think of the top of my head many people who aren't psychopaths who like conflict for the sake of conflict no i think you're totally right there i think where i'm i don't think everyone strives for a peace is because people have different ideas of what peace. so we're not able to bridge the other differences that yeah. we have to meet on yeah. the path so of peace. This is might be this is a definitely a step in the dark, and it might be totally wrong. But no, no, so you yeah. say China, right? Yeah. Their idea of peace is definitely totally different to the US's idea of peace, which mm. is you know totally different to someone else's idea of peace. Peace is usually well, it's not the idea of peace is different. It's the idea of the the way we get there. Well, no. So say if you said to China. Everyone lives in a capitalist market and just is fine and peaceful. No one that would be like, no, fuck I, that. That's not peaceful. No, no, no. Well, I don't think so. I think both America and China has the idea of peace as no conflict, no violence, no, you know, law and order. Yeah. China. No law and order. Or? No, sorry, law and order. Yeah, yeah right. Um, China gets there by dictating everything, authoritarian. If you step outside of these peaceful things kill you or whatever america produces something that fundamentally is far more light-handed but lets its population does its own kind of thing well america isn't only about peace china it could be argued and this is hugely broad strokes black and white generalized peace at all costs peace we will you can have peace um and maybe wealth as well we could throw that in um, but you don't have freedom, for instance, where America will sacrifice some peace 
for some freedom. Oh, so you don't, but you don't think America? But I think their thinks, peace is the same. So you, but what I, you just said, like this is not to contradict you. This no, is no, just go the same. Ahead. So you said China would sacrifice freedom for peace. Yeah. In my eyes, America thinks freedom and peace are the same thing. I don't think so. Because isn't America like land of the free? Land like, of the free. So freedom is being able to do whatever you want. Inherently, if what you want to do is unpeaceful, then they can't be the same thing. But in a, if you told the average American, you've got to live in America under like authoritarian rule, but it's going to be peaceful. I don't reckon they'd be like, yeah, it's it's peaceful, whatever. No, no, because I think they would. Well, the Chinese, the Chinese way of getting peace by you know killing people or heavy-handed things, those methods are in themselves not peaceful. But the actual peace that the average citizen who doesn't... So peace being like you can go day-to-day life without having... No, that's freedom. Peace is no conflict. Peace You can have peace being locked up in a jail cell. So conflict being like no one will rob you on the street? Sure, yeah. Okay. So you look at somewhere interestingly, and I've just brought this to mind. So Because, yeah, I, I think... Um, peace you can definitely have in the jail cell like you have peace you're not getting as long as you're not getting beaten you have peace you're not so you're objectively saying peace is literally no conflict no conflict okay okay, I'm with you there yeah yeah and and I definitely agree that people would um, or populations would conflate peace and freedom because they kind of go hand in hand peace and freedom are good authoritarian and whatnot they're bad but peace and freedom definitely have two different different definitions so what happens if like so take the american population yeah. for example if they wanted freedom wouldn't that be a point of conflict between them and the government which well then look creates... look at them right now they have freedom they don't have peace they have mm. protests where they burn ha- burn so maybe the stores. more freedom they've got like more freedom of speech freedom of action creates yeah. less peace well that's what i'm saying because humans are so flawed we haven't evolved we haven't evolved to handle full freedom if we have full freedom like i mean full is but they have on a scale quite a lot of freedom. In China, with that freedom, or if they exercise those freedoms, if they did the violent protest, they'd be getting pulled off the streets, the tanks would be rolling in. Yeah, I mean, right, the Tiananmen Square massacre. Yeah, I get you. Um, I get you. So I think that's an obvious thing. Interestingly, you can look at another case study just to pull in another country and yeah. culture, Japan. They have a lot of peace. I, and in that, I'm only meaning kind of theft. I don't know the rest of it. But classically famous and I've had plenty of first-hand um, accounts of no theft. My my friend leaves his wallet on a train or something, like leaves it on the seat with money in it, and then obviously anywhere in the world, you're like, oh, shit, it's gone. It's gone, yeah. Goes to the train station because he has some free, free time. Someone handed it in with all the money untouched. Someone, you know, they park their motorcycles up on the side of the street with the keys still in. In Tokyo, like a thirty million people city, because no one steals it, and that's not yeah. that's not in China, parts of China. I'm sure the same thing happens. The same peace occurs. That's because if I steal this, I'm caught. Like medieval Europe, if I'm caught, the penalty is going to be huge. Where in Japan, they're doing it for the sake of it. It's their culture to be respectful. Right. Now that's a that's that seems to me like an evolutionary step forward. For, on it's funny you mentioned that on that I think that like the whole Japan society can be like apparent in little little t- corners of society so the mm. suburb we're in right now I regularly 
We'll go out for a walk with Enzo. My dog, my dog, my dog, yeah. for some context. Um, and no one's home, and I'll leave the door open and the fly wire just yep. closed. And I'll walk around the block for 20 minutes, and I'll come back knowing no one's broken into my house. That might be a bit naive, because obviously the window of someone coming in mm. in that 20 minutes is very small, but yeah, so it it's might still not a be the thing. Yeah. It's still a thing. Like, I feel super safe in this neighbourhood, but in other neighbourhoods in Melbourne, I won't feel very safe. Of course, yeah. But I know in this community, everyone's everyone's got a family. Everyone's got like a consciousness. Everyone's. Well, I'm wondering off the top of my head if that's because this being a pretty affluent neighbourhood, people look at the consequence of, okay, I can get arrested for going in, but I'm pretty well off myself. I don't need to. Mm, actually, that's a good point, yeah. Whereas in Japan, you have... You know, a homeless person could be sitting next to it, nothing to lose by stealing the motorbike or the wallet. Yeah, right. Um, it's not like Jap- Japanese people are way richer than everyone else. Um, yeah, good point. So it's got to be a cultural thing. But then you, you look at the culture in Model 2 and that sent them down an Ori path. Um, so, yeah, I think that's... I mean, obviously, it's just another side of humanity and humans that... Super fascinating. Um, war definitely brings these extremes out. Yeah. If, if you want me to answer, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, I'd love to say that a high and mighty cause. I can definitely see knowing full well what the Nazis are doing behind closed doors. Okay, yeah, I can fight that. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. But right now China's doing similar things. Um, maybe not on quite the same scale, but... It's getting up there. Yeah. And I'm in no rush to go sign up to fight China. So, But if they were starting to bomb Australia, then... It'd be a different It would be story. different. So it really is a, a weird question. Um, I was looking at that Game of Thrones thing we were just watching before. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, before the end game, you know, this is the big battle. Yeah. And I was probably egotistically thinking that if there was a war, I wouldn't want to be kind of in the front line, very high chance of dying. And and not just because I don't like the idea of dying, but more so that if there's going to be a war and a big world war, I want to be there on the D-Day. No. I want to be yeah. there in the cinematic. Right, right, right. I get you. You know, this is, this is happening. And I'm sure there are plenty of little moments from the first day um, big last stands or whatnot, but if your life is a movie, don't you want to be on those yeah, beaches? Yeah, exactly. Rather than fighting an equally un- important aspect of the battle or some war, other time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Um, I don't know that. I guess romanticized vision of being a part of. But that's like that's definitely war. something that'll play into your idea of signing up like that. Well, exactly. Yeah, that romanticism like mindset kind of thing, for sure would play into it. Um, yeah, even even when I'm like, especially these last few, when I'm like working out or something, I go for my morning runs. Okay, I'm preparing to. Yeah, yeah. Facts. And it's not. And I think I said this, maybe first or second episode. It's easy to put it in the scale of, okay, I'm preparing for war, I'm preparing to be a soldier, if that may come. Hopefully it doesn't. But I'm getting strong, I'm getting fit, I'm getting smart to prepare for the great battle. But the great battle doesn't have to be wartime, and preferably it's not. It could be you're put in a position 
which you inevitably will be, where you really have to stand up. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. And actually, that that's the, this is the point that I kept on forgetting about last week. Right, right. I said that everyone's pussy. There we go, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, including myself. Um, but, you know, I could be studying eight hours a day and then working out two and then eating super well and doing everything perfect, perfect, perfect. And I'm not. Yeah. And nor is basically anyone. Anyone, yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, why is that? We, I, I know I'm going to die. And I think if you get a cancer, um, if you're told you have cancer tomorrow, the next few weeks you might be doing all those things. You might be living your best life and reaching your full potential. But it really does seem to be that to reach that full potential, which I think for everyone is so high as humans, um, we need to have that. I guess it's just a goal, goal-driven. That's a pretty thrown out there all the time, and that's a pretty common thing. But on a meta level, I guess, uh, I mean, the most cliche way of putting it is a mission statement kind of thing. But something to be, I think, as a male, a young male soldier is a pretty obvious one. But even, and like, or a present, I think I was mentioning, present that needs to be ready to deal with nukes or whatnot. Yeah, this might be the wrong way to put it, but for me to reach the ceiling you kind of have to like remove the floor like if you've got no floor to stand on you've got to go for the ceiling like you've got to strive for like the top level like if if, if you've got cancer right you can't just sit yeah. there and exist because you're gonna die really soon so yeah. you may as well make the best of it right now i'm happy to in quarantine i'm happy to sit on my ass because i know yeah. whatever i do i'll i'll get out of the quarantine so if you want to reach the ceiling you've really got to remove the kind of well, that's floor. what i mean you have to artificially remove the floor you can never fully remove it artificially, but no, you can kind of trick yourself as much as possible into yeah. removing it. Yeah. Like, staying where you are on the floor isn't good enough, so you may as well start exactly. now. Like, it, I read a quote the other day, which is like, in three months, you'll thank yourself. Mm. Like, that is, thank yourself, you started. So, like, yeah. that's true for anything. So, if you start working out today, in three months, you'll thank yourself. If you start studying today, in three months, you'll thank yourself. If you do anything now, in three months, you'll thank yourself that you started. I think everyone's toyed around with the idea of artificially removing that floor. What what are some that you use? What like So so for example, not wanting to wake up or not wanting to go on a run but thinking tomorrow world war could break out and I need to be at my best to sign up and be a good soldier. Mate, at the moment I'm not. At the moment I'm okay. on the floor happily yeah. being there. But that's, in the that's past or in the past probably like my personality being what it is, it's other people like other people driven. Yep. Um, I mean, to, so, to a certain but extent But that now, still works. Like to a certain it's, extent it's now. It's all like, tricking your brain, so yeah, it doesn't matter where yeah. it's coming. So no anything way. for me is just what other people will think of me. Like, mm-hmm. I've definitely had the social anxiety of being skinny. Yeah. So not wanting that, essentially. So, like, yeah, okay. So and I definitely still am skinny, but... I need to work out because... Yeah, and even if I stay skinny for the rest of my life, I'll be fine with it. But the social anxiety I've taken from being skinny and applying to other areas, so, like... If I don't take care of myself and I stink and I have unwashed hair and I'm really unkempt, the social anxiety of people seeing me like that yeah. Yeah, is horrible to me. So me removing that, being like, I can't have that, remove the floor, I will now shower all the time, wash like myself, work out, make sure I'm well presented. Yeah. So that's my ceiling. No, that's... That, 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 like, 
this is the thing. It doesn't matter how you get there. Obviously, there's probably more healthy, like, I don't know. I'm sure there are, um, like, different scales. Of, yeah, that's very externalised. You want If you want to be internalised and being like, what's the best for my person? But for, I think sure. it's, it would be different for everyone. And if you're getting to that place of reaching a full potential, or, I mean, full potential, but reaching a higher potential of you, that's got to be a positive. I'm... Oh, what was I... I want to I want to bring it back to the war thing, right? Yeah. First of all, I think I have um, to, yeah. Because like obviously we were talking about you know World War Three and we didn't talk about nukes, which is fair enough. But mm. if there were, obviously it'd be like a fallout of some sort. Mm. Have yep. you thought about any apocalyptic situations, whether that be from World War Two, World War Three, or like a yeah? The, the classic one is like a zombie apocalypse. Yeah, I used to always think okay, it doesn't matter because I can always run down to the docks and steal a boat yeah, I, that's, <laughs> and fuck off yeah, to a Pacific exactly. Island somewhere. Um, I realize If you don't know how to sail, that's pretty hard. True, but um, I, I have a complete sailing book guide or some shit. Oh, YouTube that. that shit real quick. Um, but I quickly realised that if it's a proper fallout, fallout, then all the fish will die or some shit like that, yeah. so it might not be a good... But that would be number one plan. I don't know how likely that is. Otherwise... And I've been thinking about this actually a fair bit. It seems that insurance against stuff like that. You know how they say if you have a if you do martial arts, for instance, you feel so confident that you don't look for a fight ever because you just kind of got the insurance that if it does come up, I'm gonna win probably. Yeah, so yeah, right, right. you're less violent. Um, I have thought, okay, if I'm like. Or not me, but if someone's fully self-sufficient, they can hunt, they can hike, um, you know, 50 miles. Yeah. You, you, they can survive in the wild. They're going to be less... It, it's like that insurance for if the world turns to shit, if yeah. that fallout happens. For sure. Um, so that's an idea that really interests me. But yeah, just logistics. When I, And that's a thing that I look to do when I was... Like when I look to do when I'm older, kind of set up not necessarily go to the extent of making a bunker and yeah. buying food and stuff like that. Yeah. But I think it, for me at least, I, I'm keen to get some knowledge and get some skills and keep a level of, um, or maintain a level of ability to handle those, handle that. I've heard the one of like buying a motorbike and having that whether you whether you actually ride motorbikes or not, um, just even, having it available. Because if everyone's leaving the city of five million people, the highways are just going to be chocked, clocked. Blocked, yeah. yeah, exactly. And one person crashes, which probably will because they're all panicked. Yeah, you're not getting out. But if you have a motorbike, you can swerve between the lanes. So that's the classic one. I haven't heard that one before, actually. Yeah. Fuck. Um, yeah, maybe I'm going to buy a motorbike. In America, apparently, the you know, people, the word on the street, you know, maybe buy a motorbike because. What are the chances that a civil war breaks out of this Damn. election? Hot um, takes. Okay. I mean, I've looked into that actually because that's super interesting. I don't. I wouldn't put my money on it. Oh no. But equally, yeah. a world war, world war three is very with you know world war, global superpowers, China, US. Um, that's equally very unlikely just because the weapons now will ruin the world. Yeah. It's not world war two where you can. Just, more guns, more people, more tanks and whatnot. It's okay. Nukes the actual Earth's going to be pandemics fine. Pandemics yeah, and yeah. <laughs> humans are going to get fucked on. Um, 
Oh, I, I mean, I just mentioned pandemics. China definitely did COVID. <laughs> Hot There's takes. There's no way they didn't do that Hot shit. takes. Um, yeah, just fucking little cheeky, like, let out corona just to fucking spite the world. I mean, I don't know if you want to move on to it now. Yeah, go ahead. Do you do you want to go on to your apocalypse scenario? Uh, yeah, so yeah, I've always it. thought about apocalypse. I've always thought they were kind of cool, to be honest. Oh, like, yeah. it's probably a pretty dark view to have, but... Like, oh yeah, I'd love it if a world Exciting. war happened. I'd love it if zombies happened and all my friends died. There's no, fl- there's no floor if you have to survive yeah. the apocalypse. <laughs> um, no, but so I think it's it's all it's it's also like correlates with like the, I'd love to be wrecked on a desert island. I wouldn't really want to be wrecked on a desert island, but I'd yeah. want to test myself. You know, see if I could live yeah. on a desert island for like a week or, or two weeks, three weeks. Like I've got a farm. And I regularly go into the forest there and try and survive for like three nights. Yeah. Um, me and a mate from school did that um, before BTG. Yeah. And we just had a fucking mad time. We like bought like heaps <laughs> of ribs before and we just like oh, yeah. essentially just camping. Yeah. <laughs> but we like climbed trees and shit and made like, yeah, it was fucking sick. sick. So the idea of, I think, putting yourself against the elements mm. is very. Oh, shit. So. Have you seen this on YouTube? There's this guy. 300 Days Alone on yeah. Ireland. Yeah. He's French. Or Swiss, Swiss. And he's he Swiss. builds fucking mud huts. And yeah. He builds oh a farm God, and shit. Oh my God, it's yeah. fucking yeah. sick. Yeah, it's sick. And he's on a vol- that volcanic island, right? I actually don't know where he is, but... Yeah, he's in the... Um, but a year? Yeah, 300 Days. Yeah, I've watched that video like twice. It's God sick. Damn. He puts his watch, he buries it on the second day as well. It's fucking mad. Yeah, so... I've always like thought about it and thought it'd be cool and shit and yeah the typical go find an island. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's uh, there's not much to say on it that we haven't already said, but yeah, I reckon it'd be hard as fuck and it's cool to think about, but just like Corona, like it's really in actuality, it sucks. Yeah, Th- this is the thing I think because it is very exciting. It's it's almost like being more human than currently are because currently you're more animalistic. Yeah, yeah. you're very playing on that where now. And especially in this corona lockdown, I'm thinking, oh, is this what, you know, dreary North North Korea or somewhere is like living? Because there's no entertainment, there's yeah. no art, there's no stuff like that happening, there's no sport matches. Thank God we're not actually poor and starving and all that stuff, but yeah, exactly. it's very much, um, what's the right word, sensory deprivation in a... I mean, it's not really. <laughs> Got plenty of other things to uh, have sensory, whatever. No, you know right, what yeah, I mean? get your point for but sure. But yeah, sure, yeah, compared to normal, um, yeah, it's it's weird. I oh, what was I saying about? I was oh yeah, Corona. So I don't know if you guys have heard Alex Jones, the man, the myth. Get onto that shit. That's the legend. That's peak, literally peak entertainment. Peak comedy. Actually. Peak peak entertainment level. Um, Very much so. And Corona, so I so I heard of like a legit, not a not a like entertaining, a legit. Um, what was he a geneticist or some big scientist dude? And he was saying that the lab in Wuhan was an international lab designed to create or look at pandemics and create vaccines or whatever for them. And the bat cave is close to Wuhan. So, because the coronavirus is, like, people look at it and it's like, okay, this did not come from the natural world. Because it's, like, got, like, two or three different parts right, mixed in right. together that can't, like, just don't occur naturally. 
So it's pretty like it's apparently it's very obvious that it's man-made. Fuck. So then it's okay. Did it accidentally leak out of this international one, or is it international? Bracket, bracket. Like, is it really just Chinese? China. No, it's hundred percent um, just China. And is it purposeful? Which obviously would make a lot of sense. Okay, you have US crumbling under the weight of Corona, and they'll be crumbling for a few years to come. Well, yeah, it's it's just showing all their weaknesses. Where China is all over it. I'm pretty sure they're yeah, back to normal. Literally, um, it's not very deadly, which means it's not kind of a super weapon. It's more just yeah, that social yeah um, unrest. Yeah destabilizer um but yeah there was this he was saying that it's he, he, he this alex jones is a conspiracy theorist and he goes he on is the that, definition of a conspiracy oh, it's theorist so funny and the thing is obviously you take everything with about a kilo of salt a ton mate yeah about a dead sea worth of salt um and but you can't deny that the man has and does and will continue to say truthful things that no one yeah. else does. So it's like, by no means is he a reputable news source. But then again, he calls a lot of things that no one else does. And it's like, okay, I can't believe 90% of the stuff. 10% of it's going to be real. Where does that leave me? He's been cancelled from everything. Like, and, and it's just entertaining to watch even though. And you're kind of mind your mind goes on there's um this Occam's razor thing that I've run down I'm pretty sure this is what it is is that it's it's basically playing the probabilities what's most likely so take corona whatever some any conspiracy theory right some of them are true yep just full stop mm-hmm. say for the numbers game 10% of them are true so you believe one conspiracy and it's it might be true very well might be true but as soon as you start believing more and more, the chances that they're all true... Uh, get slimmer and slimmer. Slimmer and slimmer. So, yeah, Occam's Razor, I think just... I don't know if this is the way it works, but it's basically saying, okay, things happen that's weird, but most of the time, whatever is whatever is the most likely thing to have happened is the truth. Right. So most of the time, yes, it could be lizards living under the earth, controlling the world. <laughs> I've heard that one. But... It's more likely that it's not. Yeah. So it's not denying that that's a possibility. It's just saying the truth is usually just the most obvious answer. Um, so I kind of take that approach when listening to conspiracy theories because they're a lot of fun, but the truth is usually the most obvious likely thing. The issue with conspiracy theories is once you start believing one, you start believing a lot more. It's like an exponential... Exactly. Just boulder. Like, so you definitely have to check yourself. Yeah, like I... The, the classic 9-11 one. Like, I was, when I was younger, I was adamant, no, nah, there's fucking, what the hell? And then you start l- actually entertaining the thought that it could be real. And yeah. then you're like, well, what about everything else? Because things like that have happened before. Yeah. I mean, all the time, countries will start a war by attacking their... I, I, the CIA, CIA files, I think there have been operations um, where there were, I, there were plans in motion to shoot up a few... US cinemas to unite their population exactly yeah. against whoever it was stuff like that so 
This is the thing. It's such a murky water, very murky waters. But and anyway, you can't know if you're unless you're in the actual circle. There's no way of knowing unless you're in the very oh, exactly. small circle pulling all the strings. You're just and and if that doesn't exist, who does know? Is yeah. everyone caught as David, uh, Dan Carlin says, caught in the cogs of history? Great, crushed in the cogs of history. If you're a little soldier going into World War Three, um, but yeah, he says he claims that there's this global elite. Um, and of course, this makes sense. And if we were writing a novel, it would make perfect sense as to whether this is true or not. The billionaire club kind of thing. Celebrities, very, very wealthy people. Yeah. A lot from Silicon Valley nowadays, the tech stuff that do unequivocally unequivocally rule things. Um, then you've got China, and ideologically, are they in the same boat? Um, so it's, so it's like, okay, Silicon Valley, China, creating Corona, it's, they're creating it as a weak one first to almost infect the whole world, see how governments react, et cetera, et cetera. And then maybe this Corona point two. Oh, mate, no. Will sir. be like, they mutate it. So it becomes, cause it's super contagious, but the, so it's super deadly. So anyone who's had it fucking dies and they're like <laughs> so it's a proper pan because the thing with this one is that okay this is just a strong flu like it's not a big deal for old people for some people it is but for my ma- vast majority of people i don't think anyone's scared per se of it i know dozens yeah, yeah, overseas yeah. who have had it and whatever um but you watch I Am Legend or some movie and everyone's turning to zombies and hey, everyone's Black Mirror. Ebola. Any of the Black yeah. Mirror shit, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, yeah, the, the, the mind runs wild with something yeah, like that. It definitely does. It definitely does. Yeah. That whole idea of conspiracy theories coupled with the idea of governments doing whatever the fuck they want is terrifying. Exactly. Like, honestly terrifying. Because Occam's right is okay. The likelihood is that international team looking for vaccines... And somehow it slips out just accidentally. But then it's very convenient that it happens in China. And it's very convenient that... They it, recovered so quickly. Exactly. Socially causes a lot of disruption in America. And apparently, and I don't, I haven't seen this, apparently at the very start, China kind of hyped it up. Yeah. There, and, there, were, there was videos of people dropping dead in the street. Exactly. How the fuck did people drop dead in the street? Where mate? now, Bullshit. six months, eight months, ten months later, we know that it's, you know very minor especially compared to that stuff so it's okay is that a scare campaign from china lock down everyone because they should if if that's the if that if there's even a chance of it being seriously deadly people dying in the streets we need to shut this down yeah easily okay we shut it down china recovers instantly there's a party like a water park party in in wuhan like four and then you got someone like dan andrews who loves china and that's not just a he signs the Belt and Road no, deal. He, yeah, yeah. Australia, the Scott Morrison government made him repeal it because yeah. fuck off yeah. with that shit. Yeah. Um, China's Belt and uh, Belt and Road deal is made for third world countries yeah. who need the support, whether they like it or not. We don't need the support, so piss off with that communist bullshit. Literally. And he's going for facts. it. So it's like, okay, is this is this conspiracy theory? Oh, he's going to shut it down. I mean, but obviously then again, you look at it with the most likelihood is that, okay, we had a lot of cases and we need yeah. lockdown. But fuck, we've been locked down for a while. So, yeah, yeah this is, I'm just, 
You're grappling with yourself. Exactly. For sure, Your for head sure. goes back and forth. And then when you're in work with a bunch of friends and you're all talking about it and then you shoot ideas off each other, it just snowballs. In the exactly. And you, and you listen to someone like Alex Jones and he's just so charismatic. Yeah. He's just so fun to listen to. He's such a fucking character. Facts. Um, it's great. Facts. Well, you want to... You're talking about... What were we talking about? Beverly Hills or something? Um, yeah, so just the the elite, the global elite. The global elite. Um, there's a lot... He goes on a lot about, like, conspiracies around pedophilia. Yeah. Um, so, which... He was right about that. Well, he's right about Jeff, uh, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein yeah. yeah. And, again, and I think this perhaps touches on... He's, he's re- Alex Jones is religious, and he, he? thinks... Yeah, um, he thinks that they communicate with demon and all this stuff, the devil at work. Um, right. That's how they get... And again, this makes sense. Like, that's how they... If there was a devil, um, holding disbelief for a second, if there was a devil, would he not... As you were saying, holding yourself to those Christian laws does put you at a disadvantage in material things like making money and... yeah whatnot so if there's a devil and there's devil worshippers they're more likely to get super super rich yeah because they can they don't have morals yeah then is the devil is a devil act really weird sex shit really depraved yeah pedophilia stuff it, it makes sense and even if you get rid of the devil and you go on my theory of okay everyone has the devil inside of them everyone has evil inside of them if you have evil and you let it win per se then again, you can get rich easier because you can just be corrupt and not yeah. care. Yeah. And yeah. then, and this is where it kind of maybe falls down or gets tested a lot. If you're so rich, if, and I don't want to put myself in this hypothetical, but if someone's super rich and a billionaire, they've won the, they've kind of won the game of being a modern human. There's no more success. A mortal human. Exactly. There's, there's no, in our current society, capitalist society, and capitalism under underscores everything. Currently, being a billionaire is you've won. Yeah, for sure. So what else is there left? Okay, now it's more the animalistic side. Yeah, sex is basically the biggest animalistic side. So it, it makes sense to be, and if you've already given into the evil, it makes sense to be a depraved, evil, sexual being. In my head, that logic does make Just, sense. It, in Jeffrey Epstein, embodies that. Exactly. So I think I've taken the the devil and the supernatural devil out of it, but Yeah, no, I think I'm I think most people would have that yeah, idea. But even if you want to put him in like it does make sense. So again, this is the kind of thing that's just fucking whack to think about. And then he goes on about inter interdimensional stuff. So talking with the devil um, taking a lot of drugs to... Because they've given up on space, he says. They've given up on looking for aliens in space, because as we were talking about they, last week... They being... They being these global elites, the yeah. people who run the government, whatever, etc., yeah. etc. Et um, it's funny, funny we were talking about this, last, this time in the last talking time. About talking space, about space, right? Yeah. And he said they've given up on space, which makes sense, you know, NASA's not sending space shuttles and all that crap. Um, I think I'm all right. But the new fascination, and uh, I think it started in, what, the 60s with those CIA LSD trials, um, which, again, is completely not denied. 
public record stuff is that they experiment with things like DMT to... Meth, ice. Well, DMT and psych- psychedelics um, to open up. Wasn't the 60s thing meth, though? No, LSD. LSD, was it? Yeah. Right. Um, so it's to open up, you know, gateways to talk with alien creatures in other dimensions. And then he goes on about DMT and whatnot. And I mean, we can now, but that's always the question of, okay, are these little clockwork elves, these these devils, these parasites, are they... That you see in a troop. Exactly. Are they, and I haven't experienced this personally, are they um, internal? Are they the devil internal, as I would say? Or is or the drug they... a bridge or a gateway to the exactly. external world? Right. Where our brain, ah, yeah. our brain has all these blockers that I see you and the white tower and the... Conscious. Exactly. Um, but there are different levels. Like a like a mantis shrimp, right? We have three colours. We have, what, red, green, and blue, I think it that is. That we can see, right, right. We right, can yeah. see. We have, like... And we can't see UV. We can't see infrared. We only see that narrow yeah, band snakes, of light. Snakes are, have the opposite. Exactly. Yeah. Where other mantis shrimp, I think, can see a huge spectrum on the light spectrum. Yeah. And that's just light. Um, if you're talking dimensional stuff, we see 3D. But can people see 12D? I don't what yeah, the fuck it is. Yeah, good point, yeah. Um, 12D. So, you know, ghosts walking around in a haunted house. Because yeah. young kids can claim, or dogs can claim to feel and see ghosts or whatnot. That kind of realm of thinking, where there are things like ghosts that live in our world but in a different dimension, parallel dimension, or aliens that are contacted through taking these drugs or meditating super hard or dying. Um, mm, dying's a good one. Because DM, DMT is released when you die. Yeah. And the descriptions of DMT and ayahuasca, which is DMT trips, r- reflect the descriptions of dying. It's all, From people who have died and yeah. resuscitated, yeah. So it's all... Um, it's all that realm of that is laughed off, and for good reason because it's so out there. And it's almost just like too, too meta. terrifying to just think about. Yeah, like people don't really entertain it because if you sat down and had a real conversation, it make a lot of people terrified. Well, of course, because it deems every everything else that we think about normally irrelevant. Yeah. If there's fucking the devil and aliens, and all you need to do is take DMT. You'd be doing that all day because that's infinitely more relevant than working a nine-to-five earning 20 bucks an hour. Yeah. But, of course, we live in the real world, quote-unquote. And, I'm, I mean, two 20-year-olds who have no responsibilities, so we have the privilege of being able to spend a few hours talking about this stuff. But um, I enjoy doing it. I'm exactly, not going to lie. It's, it's, it's fucking amazing. It's certainly uh, just, just fascinating. It is fascinating. Um, do you want to... Talk about the little, little, little cheeky... Oh, influencers? Yeah, job. Yeah, so I, this week, or the last few days even, I think it started with Alex Jones. I saw him it on... It would have started... Or, or Logan Paul. No, it started with Alex because Alex Jones was on the Impulsive Oh, so Logan podcast, Paul for everyone who doesn't know, yeah. Um, which is, yeah, Logan Paul. I remember Logan Paul, obviously, from that Suicide Forest yep. video stuff. Yeah. Um, and then... I think because I watched that video, a one came on with Lana Rhodes, who, and to be fair, not 
like I won't go into my habits personally, but I don't watch a lot of porn, and I never watched her. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> but I obviously I think every every boy knows the name. Yes, yeah, so... so I clicked on that and watched that, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. And then it turns out that the co-host of that podcast, um, Mark is his name, is going out with her. So then I got into this, oh, I watched a few of their vlogs and for the last two days, so I've probably watched five episodes or something, five, ten-minute videos. Um, Have you found the, like, the whole the, the whole podcast on YouTube as well? The impulsive thing? Yeah, the whole thing. I've only there. watched the Alex Jones, I think, yeah, the Alex Jones, and I think a part, like a segment of that. Yeah, because they have clips and then they have the whole thing. Exactly, I yeah. just watched one of the clips. Right, right. Um, anyway, and I haven't really delved deep into this, and it's only these these people that are my kind of portal in but because in these 10 minute vlogs they're talking about other influencers talking and it kind of gives a taste for what that la life and world is it's really weird it's really uh this is not a new topic by any means but um i mean it just didn't shock me in a negative way which i thought it might have it doesn't seem crazily immoral or anything but very fake Obviously, like it's obviously fake and shallow and whatnot. Yeah, it's just weird. From, from what I've gathered, right? From look, I, I I don't like Logan Paul as a person. Um, Do you not? He seems like a nice bloke. He seems like a nice bloke, but like I've what I mean. From I used to be quite into the YouTube thing when I was like sixteen, seventeen, mm. and he seemed like an overarching dickhead. I, I watched him. I did watch him on Russell Brand, and yeah, he said like uh, three years ago or whatnot. He was. He hates himself now. Yeah. So yeah, right now he seems like an okay person. He's he's still like he's he's very in he he fits in the LA lifestyle, which for me I don't agree with anyway. So yeah, just based on that fact, I don't really agree with him. But he's fun to watch. Like he's he's young and he and he ha- definitely understands how to capture a young audience. Mm. And me being twenty, I, I enjoy watching it. I I like Mike a lot more than him. I fucking hate Mike's voice. That, yeah, I think it's, it's from like Boston the or gravelly something. like. Massachusetts. Uh, yeah, accent. Boston. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. Those vowels. Yeah. I I, anyway. I like him, though, as a person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his story, like him being addicted yeah. to cocaine and then coming Heroin, out. I think, yeah. Heroin and cocaine, yeah. Um, And so, yeah, I've watched a lot of... And all the famous people you kind of see... they like, like, so on Netflix show Too Hot to Handle, Harry Jowley. Harry Jowley? He was, like, the main kind of guy. Wait, is this a Logan Paul Too Hot to Yeah, so, so, no, Logan Paul... Invited a guest from Too Hot to Handle, which is a Netflix Love Island dating show. Oh, that's right. Called yeah, yeah, Harry yeah. on. Oh, the Australian. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I watched. Oh, that's one, I've watched the whole thing, mm. and Harry was like, "So, having done the Netflix thing, mm. before I went into it, I realized this is my one opportunity to get big. So he organized. Yeah. He had a list of stuff he was going to say on camera to like be outrageous, and before right. he went into the villa, he Fair said enough. to all the contestants. Tactics. He said to all the contestants, "Look, I'm gonna say some outrageous shit on here. I'm just trying to get big. I'm. I, this is not me as a person, but I will throw you all under the bus, talk shit behind your back, <laughs> do everything. I'll fuck girls on here. The whole idea of too hard to handle was you're in a dating environment, but you can't do anything sexual. Like yeah. a kid, you have a hundred thousand dollar pot. And he's definitely the only male name I can think of. Yeah, exactly. I can think of the faces I watched it a few months. months yeah, ago. you can't. I, so." You know, the, just for people listening, the $100,000 pot and you'd lose like two grand for kissing and it just went up 
depending mm. on the level of sexual activity you committed. Francesca. Francesca, she fine as hell, bro. So, so Colombian, British Colombian. Uh, not British Colombian, Canadian. Canadian, yeah. right. She lives in LA at the moment, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. So, and he, so he tactically finessed that whole show. Yeah. And now he's really big. He's on TikTok as well and all that. And he came on and he's like, I didn't realise how fake... Or not not fake, but how tactical the LA lifestyle is. Everyone's catching up with everyone to keep in the circles, to get invited to things, to constantly do a web. And you'll see lots of people who don't do that who say, I'll be real, I'll be myself, and they disappear in like two years. Yeah. And people sleep with different people to stay in the zone. And he had a Logan Paul had another guest on called Jay Alvarez, who you might you, oh, know, yeah. you might know. And he was all about talking Alex, about... Alexis Renz. Yeah, so Alexis Renz ex, and he was talking about how girls DM him all the time and offer themselves, but, like, hope to get on his Instagram story yeah. and then, like, grow their own thing and then, like, turn into their own it's very, platform. Yeah, it's career and Yeah, so, yeah, I enjoy the Logan Paul podcast. I think that Lana Rhodes one was the ultimate example of that, not necessarily just in LA, but she was saying that she was really driven to get rich and successful and... She was just going to do porn to get there because she saw that as the quickest, exa- like the most efficient way to do it. So she didn't fuck around with this LA influencer. Yeah, yeah. She, she went straight for the hardcore. Literally, like, literally. literally. And now she's rich enough to the point where she doesn't care that she's known for being a porn star. Yeah. Like, who cares? She's rich and you're not. Like, you know, like that yeah. can only be used so many times. She still gets a boyfriend. Yeah. Like, that's where my kind of idea of would I do porn yeah, would you? No, because I don't want to be seen as that, and I'm worried that it would affect my raw lifestyle. So would I be able to go to a girlfriend who loves me for me, not being rich? And mm. would she view me as a person or as someone who's been on the internet who's got a body count of a 1,000? No, but I don't think their body counts are that big. Well, the guys, I think, are big. Well, the chicks would be. No, apparently what she's saying is her body count's a lot lower than these LA girls because oh, LA girls will go around all the L- time. LA girls, yeah, sure. She, there's only like 10, 15 guys in the industry. Really? Yeah, apparently. Fuck, all right. But as a guy, you're probably fucking heaps of girls because there's yeah, heaps of girls, just yeah, not a lot of well, guys. Yeah, so for me, I wouldn't because I don't want the girl, like I don't want the girl to have to think about that constantly in her head. And I don't want that to impact my love life. And that's just me. Like, it yeah. might be not a thing, but, yeah, for me personally, I wouldn't do it. It definitely puts a hurt, like, a hurdle. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, the LA lifestyle's whack, man. Like, it's... Well, are you not somewhat curious about... Oh, I am so curious. Yeah. And I, to be fair, I want to go to it because I think I could... I don't think I could cut it, but I think I'd, I'd enjoy it for a little bit. Like, me, my yeah. personality would be... I, yeah, it makes sense. Um. I don't think I don't think I could handle it for more than a day. I think I could handle it for like a couple of years, but not more than that. Like I, I yeah. could definitely enjoy it for a couple of years if I was like. But you have to. I feel like to fully get there, almost like the porn star, you kind of have to take that leap of faith, that commitment. Yeah, I'm not ready to do that. I, if I you're not willing to do that, you probably yeah, in most things you probably not, won't get not there. Not ready. Yeah, yeah. See, I couldn't do like the. Some people wouldn't say it's hard work, but I wouldn't have the the grit to do all the social networking shit to get the drive there. yeah yeah and you've, you've got to be attractive because if, be like, if the goal is only out of curiosity then it's not it's not when it gets enough, hard yeah. yeah it's um it's like the you got no other option kind of thing so yeah i mean that's that i guess yeah um, it's super i mean yeah it, it just popped up in my kind of what i was looking at and stuff and yeah. I, I was super intrigued by it 
No, for sure. And it, it got me thinking, like, we've talked a lot about, I guess, with the the war stuff and the all that about being serious, reaching your potential and... Yeah, that, that's kind of... That's very serious. But then there's also a lot of about fun and I look at those influences and someone like Logan Yeah, Paul, what would you rather kind of thing. And they're very fun and that has value as well because they're injecting positive... Or maybe not even... Po- yeah, positivity and fun-loving and whatnot into their viewers' lives. Right. So it's pretty obvious that everyone... No one can be fun all the time. And should be to have there has the to be best a mix life. Kind of thing, yeah. Exactly, there has to be a balance and a mix between being serious and being fun. Yeah, right, right, right. I guess you. I'm just wondering would where you, where kind of yeah, the line, line draws itself. Drawn. Look, yeah, I don't know. I think it's it's it, it changes from person to person. Like if someone doesn't have a lot of fun, but they get like satisfaction out of seriousness mm. and hard work, then that's fine. You don't need it. Yeah. But for me, I don't get a lot of satisfaction out of having done some hard work. Yeah, okay. For me, it's a lot of, I'll only do hard work if I get the same back in relaxation time and fun. Right. Yeah, I think I think I mentioned it the other day that the hard work tends to pay dividends in a way, that relaxing it is added extra or whatnot at the time, but then the hard work might be less so at the time, but then it continues on, you know, working out for an hour compared to watching TV for an hour. Watching TV is probably going to be more fun than the working out. Job. But the working out, if you times that by 100 days, 100 days of watching TV, 100 hours kind of, thing, yeah. of watching TV compared to 100 hours of working out and then what you look like and feel like. And it's That goes back to the, if you start now, you're, three months' time, you're, you'll f- thank yourself for starting. Yeah. You know, it's the bigger picture. Yeah, exactly. Um, I just want... Yeah, but seriousness can't be the only key to the bigger picture. I mean, personally, I think... Wisdom? I don't know. Logic, maybe? Logic? Like, log- what, do you, what do you mean by wisdom? <laughs> like, wisdom is in, like, not going on straight base emotion. Like, base emotion. Right. The, 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 the chemical joy sure. that my brain will get out of what I want right watching the TV... Is, is is fine but the wisdom to realize that the big the bigger picture the wisdom to see the bigger picture the yeah. wisdom to understand that you got to do some stuff that you can't see the benefit of right now but you will in a, in a couple months yeah that's why um i think taking breaks whether it be total break like meditation just to think things through um you know if you come to a crossroad of oh, i want to sleep in or i want to work out you sit there and think about it for five minutes you're probably going to get to okay i should work out um but if you just kind of do that process and the decision in two minutes then you might just go to sleep more um nice um, sorry that beer and the mint Oof. um oh bloody hell what was it talking about being fun and serious yeah 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 uh <laughs> Sorry, I feel bad. I really no, 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 no. I was, I was, I was distracted. Um, oh, whatever. I mean, oh, I think yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think a lot of people will work in the weekdays, you know, for the weekend. So it's 
a, a delineation between serious Monday to Friday and then Yeah, that's Saturday, what I mean Sunday, about fun. seeing the joy you can get of working hard now, fun later. Sure. So it's a very clear, okay, serious then fun in the week. But then the week is a certain period of time. Oh, you're, so you're, oh, I get you. I'm saying if you have to have some serious and some fun, which I think most people do, how do you split it up? So is it in your day you have, you know, seriousness till four o'clock and then you clock off and then it's all fun? Or are you able to, are some people able to be serious all like Monday to Friday and then completely fun Saturday Sunday? Or some people, you know, serious for years. 11 months of the yeah. year and then have a one-month holiday or something. Or even like years, like from 30 to 40. From 30 to 40, I'll be... Or 40 to 50, I'll be fucking insanely serious and hardworking. Yeah. And then, you know, 50 onwards, I'll be able to, like, relax and retire. I don't think it's a conscious decision for most, if not all people, because things happen, circumstances occur where having kids, you need to be pretty bloody serious for about 20 years. Um, it's yeah, a weird one to... Right now, having basically zero responsibilities, no reason to be particularly serious if I really didn't want to. Yeah, there's no obvious, okay, I need to be serious to prepare for this or that. Um, so it's a weird one to map out for the future or map out even right now. Because obviously the classic is that it's in your early 20s, you're a lot more fun to... The ratio of fun to seriousness is a lot higher. Higher, for sure. Than later. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, should we wrap it up? Sure. What's this one? And four minutes. It's almost yeah, two hours. Good. Yeah, nice. Well, we hope you enjoyed it. Yep. It's episode four, I think this was. Um, Not through. We, we did some wild places. Yeah, we have. One. We have. I really want... If you want some entertainment, just watch Alex Jones. It's yeah, let's just do a quick plug of Alex Jones. Honestly, Everyone go listen to that shit. He is fucking... I mean, he's not for everyone, but like, if you come in there with an open mind, oh you'll God, enjoy it. Oh, God, it's just so... Like, Facts. Secret. All right, thanks you for joining in. This has been the Saturday Social Podcast with Tim and Felix. See you next Saturday. Oh, yeah. No.